A food tour is a great way to get an overview of a city, as well as a taste of some of its specialties. Today, I'm going to tell you about my favorite food tour in Dublin and Galway. Today's podcast is brought to you by A Celtic Experience, my second guided tour of Ireland. Yes, it is back for 2020, and I am so excited. This year's tour was absolutely amazing, but I did make a couple of tweaks for next year, and I think it makes it even better. I've designed this with my driver guide partner, Ireland Chauffeur Travel, and a Celtic experience visits some of Ireland's best known sites, including the Rock of Cashel, the Cliffs of Moher, and the Hill of Tara, while taking you off the tourist trail to some of my very favorite places in Ireland. The eight night tour includes luxury transportation, four and five star accommodations, including two nights in a castle, daily breakfast, four group meals, and entrance into all listed attractions and tours. Now, tour dates for 2020 are August 29th through September 6th, and the cost is 2,600 euro per person. The trip price does not include airfare. For more information, visit irelandfamilyvacations.com and choose guided tour or just hop over to the show notes and you'll find a link. Thanks so much for listening and now let's learn about my favorite food tour in Dublin. Hi everyone and thanks so much for joining me again here on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today I am speaking with Grania Lawler who I'm looking at her business card right now and it simply says Pirate Queen. But I, but I know Grania as my go-to for great food in Dublin, especially, but Ireland, just all over. She's she's always across the country and always talking about food. So Grania, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone um, kind of why you are my food guru? <laughs> Good question. Um... <laughs> I have run a, a food tour company in Dublin and Galway called Adventure Trails and our main product is the Irish Food Trail. So we specialise in food and whiskey tours in Ireland and it's really our passion. Ireland is undergoing a food revolution right now and a whiskey renaissance. So what better way to come to Ireland and experience the culture than through food and whiskey? It's just, uh, yeah, it's a good life, I have to say. Yeah, you really don't have it bad at all. And <laughs> and when I say that you are my food guru, I, I watch your Instagram and it's just always so, I mean, delicious looking. But you have led me to some really great restaurants, most recently um, on Portmore in Westport. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was just there in September and, oh, phenomenal, absolutely delicious food. Yeah, I mean, look, you can come to Dublin. We, we mainly run our tours in Dublin and Galway, but, I mean, you can go to the tiniest villages right down uh, the west coast of Ireland, down into the southeast right up to the north and find just little gems right around the countryside and you know I love getting out into the countryside and then you know of course in the evenings heading off and trying to find some of the great 
restaurants, locally produced food. Um, I mean, we're the, we're the kings of farm to fork or farm to table. Um, it's like this cool pass, uh, byword now, and you know that's what we've always done with our food. I suppose in the last 20 years, we've really kind of taken influence from Europe and the, the, the great culinary culture that comes from there, and grown got great confidence from learning their techniques and applying it to our produce. So that's kind of been the, the real catalyst for the food revolution here, really taking that influence and being proud of what we produce here. So like places like on Portmore, Kai in Galway, um, you can head down towards the Burren and they've got the amazing smokery, the perfumery, um, St. Tola's goat's cheese. And you just, every, every time you turn into the corner, there's, there's some great food being produced here. And, and the farm-to-table that you mentioned is so true. In most places in Ireland, they, they can tell you readily where the food has come from. And, you know, usually it will, they'll say, oh, well, the eggs came from the farm just over the hill, or the, you know, the lamb is, is from less than 10 miles away. It's, it's all very local and so very fresh. Absolutely. I mean, it's everything, all, all produce in Ireland is 100% traceable. So it's, it's quite a unique thing that I suppose we don't really get how lucky we are here. But our largest industry is agriculture. We've this tiny population, only about 4.8 million of us in the Republic of Ireland. So when you've got a huge industry and this really tiny population, um, it's something that we can do. And, and it's, it's definitely something that we would love to see continue, you know. So speaking of Irish food, what do you think are the biggest misconceptions surrounding um, food in Ireland, especially for tourism? Mm. Well, to be fair, when it comes to tourism, I suppose 20 years ago, we probably would not have been able to run our tours, okay? <laughs> if we're really honest about it. Um, although we always produce great beef, great lamb, great seafood, I'm not sure we really knew how to cook it. We weren't very confident around that. But that has dramatically changed. Like, Ireland is now a food destination. Tourism Ireland has created this great product, Tasty Island, um, and is trying to wake up the rest of the world. To not, don't just come here for the scenery and the people, um, because that's really why people were coming here, was for the scenery and the people, but now we can add the food to that. So I think the biggest misconception is that our beef is going to be overcooked, our vegetables are going to be soggy, um, and all you're going to see is cabbage and corned beef. I've never had corned beef in my life. <laughs> so, you know, really honest food is what you're going to get when we're talking about, I suppose, traditional Irish food. But also, I mean, there's no real Irish dish, I don't think, okay? There's only Irish produce. So you're going to get dishes from all over the world in Ireland now using Irish produce. So the variety of food you can get here is unbelievable. It's, it's, it's really exciting, honestly. And I had a, a chef friend of mine who is in Dublin um, who actually told me one time, he said, if it's made with Irish produce, it is Irish food. And I think that that is probably the truest statement you can get your inspiration uh -huh. from anywhere, but uh -huh. it's made with it's made with Irish produce. So it's 
it's Irish food at heart. Yeah, absolutely. Like, one of my favorite restaurants in Dublin is called the Woolen Mills, and I use it quite regularly on my tour. It's seen by Irish people as a very traditional restaurant, and we definitely, you know, offer people things like, you know, bangers and mash and, you know, mussels and that kind of thing that people are expecting. But when you think about it, bangers and mash, really, the name comes from Britain. Um, and then we will also offer something like a butternut squash and onion bhaji. So an Indian-inspired dish, Indian um, spices, but all Irish raw uh, ingredients, and people lap it up, and their, their, their minds are blown a little bit when we explain to them, look, guys, you're going to do an Irish food show, but don't be just expecting fish and chips and Irish stew, though we absolutely offer that. Um, there may be a few surprises that you're not expecting um, along the way, but we're very proud to call those dishes Irish because of the produce. So talk to me a little bit about the Irish Food Trail Tours. I was lucky enough to do one in Dublin this past January, and it was very focused on Temple Bar, uh, as you had partners, sure. partnered with Temple Bar Tradfest. But can you tell people a little bit about what they might expect if they were to join you um, or one of your guides for a tour in Dublin? Absolutely. So um, I've done food tours all over the world as a tourist. I, it's the first thing I do when I go anywhere and most food tours you go to loads of different stops and get little bits of food to taste along the way. Um, our tour is a bit different, it's an in-dining experience so you go to three different restaurants slash pubs, you get your appetizer, main course and dessert over those three venues. We offer you um, a, a paired Irish beer or maybe a whiskey or a gin at each stop and and um, we do a little walking tour of the city in between the venues so you get great recommendations for other venues throughout the city as you go. You also get a bit of history and culture. And I suppose because, I mean, when I lived abroad, and I've lived, I've lived abroad quite a bit, I really didn't appreciate Ireland before I left. I thought, you know, it's damp and all there is is grass. Why would anyone go there? And within a week, I got it. You know, Irish people are so warm. You know, we are, it's one thing we have in, in, in bucket loads. So being able to sit down with local people, have a chat about our culture over food, um, and get introduced to, I suppose the big three that we like to highlight a lot on our tour is meat, dairy, and seafood. That's kind of our focus. Um, the tour takes about three hours. So you have 45 minutes in each venue. We pre-order everything. We take your orders as we go. So you've loads of times to sit down and enjoy the meal and um, pick out, you know, kind of unique venues as we go and, and, and tell people why we love these venues. And our, our venues are amazing. You know, we've a big, you know, about 25 venues now we use throughout that trail alone. We've, we've three other, four other trails as well. We do two different whiskey tours and uh, we do a fine dining tour as well. So there's something for everybody. And your tours are, they're not only really delicious, but they're very informative. I know that when, when we were doing the tour, you would tell us about the restaurant. You would kind of tell us about what they were known for, why you chose it. Um, we would have chats with, you know, who was working, if the chef was in mm -hmm. at, the, at the sites and things like that. And, and very hands-on as well. 
Um, and it was just a real learning experience as well as a tasting experience. Yeah, it's funny, I got up this morning and I was just reading a review from a tour that I did yesterday. Um, and one of the comments was that, you know, they had come to Ireland before and they'd had some of the similar foods that we'd had on the tour, but they realized that it was different everywhere you go. People do fish and chips differently, why they do it differently. Um, we got to go to a great restaurant, one of my favorites, Boxy. Um, I think you were yes, there. Yes, I love, love Boxy House. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Porco Bones Boxy is a food ambassador for Tourism Ireland. He makes no bones about it. His specialty is the potato. And whenever he is on site, he's straight over to the table, sits down with everybody, has a chat. The most personable person in Dublin, I think. Not from Dublin, by the way. Um, and just a great, great place to go to go visit. You know, some places we go, not only is the food amazing, but the architecture is fantastic in the building. And try really to connect the food to the venue, to the people, to the history. It's just, it's, it's all connected here. Um, and being able to understand that, you know, sometimes Ireland, um, you can read all the guidebooks, but it's really about talking to people. It's still very much word of mouth in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And it's not difficult to get people talking. So we like people, we love when people come to us at the start of their holiday, when people read our reviews, whether it's TripAdvisor mm -hmm. or Airbnb, wherever it is. People time and time again are saying, do this first on your trip. Yes. Because we like to help people feel comfortable in Ireland because we can be a little bit over familiar when you meet us first. <laughs> you know, we're like straight in, hey. And we were like, whoa. Um, and I'm trying to get used to that and enjoy it, really. You know, really enjoy that part of our culture and food, and food and drinks. But getting together in a big group, we love getting strangers together. A couple of drinks, getting really nice and relaxed. Right. And being able to share information because very often if you, you if you're coming to Ireland you're going to some of the similar places that other people are going and being able to share the information amongst each other as well we really encourage that in our tours the social aspect is huge for us you know right. so yeah it's, it's it's again as I said earlier on it's it's not a bad deal eating and drinking for a living I think I've yeah found heaven somehow well let's since you mentioned drinking again, let's kind of roll over into Irish whiskey. Now, Irish whiskey, know. like you said, it's really having its own revival. Um, Irish whiskey uh -huh. a few years ago was nearly non-existent except for a couple of the really big ones. And now uh -huh. you're seeing distilleries opening. I was, uh, I was lucky enough to do a distillery tour um, at Royal Oak last month, which was an oh, exceptional oh. distillery tour. It's in Welch's, it's absolutely amazing, isn't it? Riley's Tears, Irishman, oh, yes. it's just great whiskey, great distillery. And, and they do such a nice tasting there. But, yeah. so Irish whiskey has, is, is booming right now, obviously. And you have a couple of tours. Now, are these both in Dublin? at the time or, or tell me a little bit about your whiskey tours. Sure. Um, we started off uh, about three years ago with the Whiskey Trail and we run that in Dublin and Galway and it's very similar to the food tour again. 
three whiskey pubs. So big misconception, I suppose, about pubs in Ireland. You know, when Irish people are abroad and they're asked, what do you miss most about home? And Irish people say the pub. And people misconstrue that as drinking. Mm-hmm. And it's really something very different because pubs do different things. So, you know, we've got whiskey pubs and Guinness pubs and storytelling pubs and Irish music pubs and Irish dancing pubs and the list goes on. So we love uh, to show our guests three of our favourite whiskey bars. Now, we, we use a number of whiskey bars in Dublin, but on any particular tour, you would use three. And you get two whiskey tastings per venue, but we do it with food pairings. So you get kind of the history of Irish whiskey. You get some distillation, some maturation information. We talk about tasting. We spend quite a lot of time encouraging people to know their whiskey, to taste their whiskey, what are the flavors that come out. And then we get into all the stories behind the different the different whiskeys. So that's kind of... That was the first tour we started with. It's been hugely successful. We've branched now out. We run the official Powers Quarter Tour. So Powers Whiskey, I suppose it's it's the one I grew up with in my household at home. That's the thing that they drank, um, that my granddad drank. That was his particular whiskey. So Powers has this huge huge nostalgic quality for me anyway. And I was really excited when we got asked to run that tour for Powers Whiskey. And Powers is is a real Dublin whiskey, though it is now located down in Middleton and Cork with Jemison. Um, And they wanted to make the pubs of Dublin their home. So they reached out to pubs around the city to kind of tell Powers about their connection to the brand. And you have to have a really genuine connection to Powers to make the trail to make the Paris Quarter Trail and it's been amazing the stories we've heard we've been lucky enough to be invited down to the Powers archives you know proper temperature control white glove stuff it was amazing as a whiskey nerd it was kind of almost tumbling it was really really cool so we run that as well um, and then we've also branched out into bus tours now so we can offer our customers a drive out around the countryside to places like Slane or even Royal Oak or over um, to Cork. Um, and we can do food and whiskey tours on, on a bus as well, you know, over a couple of days, which has been a wonderful experience to branch out into this year. So hoping to grow that next year. So whiskey, yeah, it's, it's on the up. Uh, I think Irish whiskey is the fastest growing spirit in the world right now. And as you say, a few years ago, there were only a few brands available, especially abroad. People kind of knew of Jemison and maybe Tullamore Dew and um, Bushmills. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they're they're popping up all over the place now. Somewhere like Teeling, who won the award for the best single malt in the world this year. First time in Irish, I think, I think won that category. So, you know really big deal and that has kind of then branched out into gins as well so places like Dingle Whiskey their gin won the number one gin in the world around the same time as well so Irish spirits are you know on the up and I think it's it's wonderful because we can get away from this idea of you know the drunk fighting Irish Mm -hmm. you know it's been statistically proven we do not drink (laughs) any more than anybody else in Europe Um, so we can really start getting into the appreciation the skill that is here uh, the talent all of that when it comes to to whiskey and it's really exciting to be a part of it whether it's with the distilleries or in the pubs you know right and and it really is just the the food and the drink 
um, everything is really coming together because not only do you have whiskey distilleries on the up, but you have um, you have cideries, quite a few more of those opening yeah. up, it seems like, and then also um, more beer, more small batch type mm. beer uh, locations as Absolutely. well. So it's, it's kind of everything is coming up together and really just enhancing an entire mm. Ireland experience. Absolutely. It just complements each other so much. And people work so well together as well, which is the really exciting thing. You're, you know, I'm constantly seeing a food producer pairing up with uh, whiskey uh, producer, like people like Bean and Goose Chocolate. Those, those girls are producing a single origin chocolate down in Wexford using Irish dairy and hazelnuts and honey and sea salt. Absolutely exquisite um, chocolate. And the first chocolate and whiskey pairing I did was with Teeling, and they had kind of paired up with those girls down in Wexford. Just outstanding stuff. Um, even watching the whiskey ambassadors get together, which is kind of funny. You would imagine that they'd all be kind of keeping to their side of the room, but sharing information. We spoke about Quaxi earlier on. Pork has uh, an amazing, an amazing boy, mm -hmm. uh, Jack Smith beers his red and stout i think are some of the best that are being produced in ireland right now they're absolutely gorgeous so as you say like you know proper craft distilling craft uh, breweries um the food producers all getting together and it's just really exciting right and i think one of the the greatest things i see when i'm in ireland is that you really do have people working together to grow their community or their area or their county they they don't really keep to themselves they they want to spread mm -hmm. the you know spread the benefits i guess mm -hmm. of, of what they're doing and share and that just you know it's that whole rising tides lift all boats but you really see it happening when you're paying attention in ireland Totally. Somewhere like the the Boyne Valley where um, we do one of our bus tours takes in the Boyne Valley, the amount of food producers down there that have gotten together. You know, we, we got in touch with Rock Farm, an organic farm, and she she must be giving us 20 other food producers <laughs> in the area. And it was just like, oh my God. And the standard was amazing. So I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of cooperation and I suppose Tourism Ireland as well have a, have a bit of a hand in that too. I mean, there's some great networking events and things like that that we can get together and really spread the words together. And I suppose doing something like a food tour where you're able to get in a few of those things mm -hmm. um, in the one go, um, I think that's the joy of what we can bring to people is that we can say, right, what are you interested in? Is it cheese? Is it seafood? Is it whiskey? What is it? Or is it a mixture of all? And, and let's put a let's put a tour together for you and, and show you around and show you the best of it all and, and get to meet these wonderful, wonderful people. Oh, and, and you do such a good tour. It, it really is a great amount of fun and, again, delicious and definitely something to do early in your trip just so you can have kind of a baseline of the the flavors and taste of Ireland. 
thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you saying that first of all, but it, it's definitely the thing we, we take great pride in is, you know, as tour guides, we only did a training session recently over in Galway and we were invited down to Galway. They seafoods and we were brought out on a fishing boat and we were picking out the lobster pots mm-hmm. and going back to, to the, the seaside, the, uh, dockside deli there and did a really good training day. But, you know, we spend a lot of time as tour guides. There's about a 12, 14 of us between Dublin and Galway. We get together sharing information. I was in Belfast. This place is really good for this. Um, talk to this person and, and we've got a really good database together we speak to each other a lot I get text messages all the time from tour guides and I'm texting them all the time saying I'm on tour with a person and they're heading to Mayo where should they go um, I know you were there two weeks ago can you recommend anywhere so we love sharing that information for people so not just for Dublin and Galway but for throughout the, the country So and we, and we just love giving the information Irish people I think we have an inherently low self-esteem we want everybody to enjoy themselves so we're like falling over backwards to make sure you um, have all the information you need to have a good time you know Yes, exactly. And, you know, as we've been talking, you've been dropping names of different places and and all of those will be linked up in the show notes. But what I like to leave my listeners with is three places you recommend that people add to their itinerary. So we've been talking a lot about food. I don't know mm-hmm. kind of if, you, if you've gone with a food theme on your three places or if they're just places that you really think people should not miss, but where would you recommend people add to their itinerary? You'll need a car to reach some of these recommended destinations, so I'm excited to partner with irishcarrentals.com to provide an unbeatable quote on your car rental in Ireland. Be sure to use code IFV for Ireland Family Vacations in the promotions box to save an extra 10%. Now, here come those recommended destinations. I think that if people are coming and they're just coming to Dublin for a couple of days, um, but they want to get outside the city a little bit, um, I would recommend a little village called Stalbridge. Um, They've the largest Palladian cells country house in, in the country so like think Denton Abbey um, beautiful to go and visit the village is super gorgeous little pub there called uh, the village inn where Arthur Guinness actually was born and um, great golfing there, the pay club is there we've got a mission, a double mission start restaurant um, called I'm sure and there's also canteens. So that little village, it's only like 40 minutes outside of Dublin. And it's great to just get out of the city if you've only got a limited time there. So that, that would be my first pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people visiting Galway and the Cliffs of Moher very often miss out on the Burren, mm-hmm. um, which is between the two. And I think people should spend more time there in County Clare just the scenery is spectacular. Again, the food, produ- the local food producers, the pubs, O'Loughlin's Pub for whiskey, down into Doolin, the spiritual home of traditional Irish music, um, the Burren Perfumery I mentioned earlier, the Hazel Mountain Chocolate Factory, St. Tola's, the Burren. I think people should 
give a little bit more time to. I suppose the last place I would say would be Donegal and, and in particular Glen Kill, another beautiful, beautiful little village up in the northwest of Ireland, kind of the last wild outpost in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone should, should visit Glen Kill and Donegal while they're here. Those are all great places. I have to agree with you, especially on the Burren. Um, you know, Brilliant. just just one of those places that people really seem to pra- pass through without yes. stopping and getting off kind of that main road between the cliffs and Galway. Um, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, Grania, I, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I know that you're, you're busy, you've got the tours and, and, you know, all the, well, tasting that you have to do, I'm sure, to keep you know, kind of keep up on everything that's happening. Dublin is absolutely booming right now with new hotels and, and restaurants getting updated and everything like that. So I can't wait to return in January and uh, hopefully see you again yeah. on another tour. Yeah, come see me. I was really excited to talk to you again. So definitely come see me in January. And thanks so much for for the call and asking me to speak to you. It was, it was uh, very nice to be able to talk to you again.